This is the Banker Bob Thought for September 13th. You don't realize how old you are until you sit on the floor and then try to get back up. All right, folks, joining us now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? Don, I'm great. A great weekend. We had an enjoyable trip up the mountain to Jennerstown Speedway for the, you know, the IMSA Super Modifieds and saw some great racing, both with them in the low, you know, it's been a while since, but uh, you and I have been to Jennerstown together. Right. And how about the tribute at the beginning of the evening with all those cars and trucks and flags and people? What I thought was neat about it, and I'll let you, you know, tell the listeners a little bit more about that, but, you know, we saw these, you know, big tanker trucks, and we figured it had something to do with a, a sponsor, but it was neat because... There was a a blue one, a white one, and a silver one, and then there was a, a pickup truck that was red. So we're figuring, you and I, that it's going to be some sort of red, white, and blue tribute, but we're like, well, geez, it would be nice if there would have been a red, big red tanker truck. Well, minutes before all this, the opening ceremonies took place, Don, here comes Don Pitt Road. Here comes the, the the red truck, which just made the tribute even more special. But what I think Don was really, it got me, and we had a chance to talk to some of the owners about it, where every driver that was on the ground yesterday, when I say drivers, it was emergency, emergency personnel responders, the track crew, the drivers, easy, you know, even Justin Frampton, who you know runs his cars with hand controls and you know is wheelchair bound, took the time to get in there and and make the laps uh, around Jennerstown Speedway, you know, four or five times. You know, I had a lump in my throat. It was amazing, and Billy's going to go into more detail on exactly what that was about. But the highlight of the evening for me, it said Saferno Well Services. And I, I went over to the people who I assumed were with Saferno, 
And I said, uh, I went to the, the guy who looked like the boss, and I said, any relation to Joseph Ferno? And I got a big smile, and he said, that was my dad. And I had gone to school with his dad. So I, I had a chance to talk to him and Dana and Johnny, the son, and we had a wonderful time. As a matter of fact, uh, after I get caught up here, I'm going to I'm gonna take John and uh, Dana, and we're going to go somewhere, get a bite to eat. And I have so many stories about his dad that I'm going to share with him. I think he'll really enjoy that. I know the chance that I had to chat with them, I, I think... The great part about that is, is you never know where you're going to meet somebody, Don. Right. And then to make it all the more special, okay, well, maybe I know this person, or it's an uncle, it's a cousin, but, you know, to be his dad and to, to hear you share memories with him, to me, and I'm sure to him, it's going to be priceless. Exactly. And I have a lot of stories. Uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway also did a nice uh, thing for the uh, first responders. Uh, Lander had his car all uh, fixed up nice for it, and he was a guest last week. But for the tracks to do this, to show their appreciation for the people that served, uh, the people that gave their life for for all these things that were happening, uh, it's a tip of the hat to Jennerstown and Pittsburgh for doing that. But I don't want to say that when we were on 9-11 yesterday that any of the major sporting events didn't do something. But And I was standing talking to John Morocco up in the, the press box, and I said, the thing about this that I, I truly enjoy is this is all small-town grassroots racing, taking the time to honor those that serve and fought and lost lives. And, you know, for that... You don't see you don't see the Jennerstown on a national level. You didn't see Pittsburgh on a national level. You might see it at, at the football game this past Sunday or on Saturday at a college football game. But the, the hundreds and hundreds of racetracks across this country, you know each and every one of them, whether large or small, pay tribute to our fallen heroes. And, and did a fine job doing it. Guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager... Bill Rebar, uh, four-cylinder driver and point champion Michael Saylor, late Trobe winner Anthony Montepart, late model driver Logan Zarin, and super modified drivers Mike Lichty and Johnny Benson. You got a nice interview with them, and I think the fans are going to really enjoy it. I have a great interview with modified driver Jeremiah and his crew chief Lexi Shingledecker. And, you know, hearing Lexi, some of her thoughts, it's priceless. The women are going to love her interview. We have Victory Lane interviews with Greg Burbage, Stephen Shelpman, Clayt Copeman, and the winner in the Super Modifieds. The 12-time feature winner from the Latrobe Speedway, Anthony Montepart, will discuss his season. Bill Korch is going to cover the World 100 from Eldora Speedway. Jim Zufall has all the highlights from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tom Lang will bring us up to speed on all the drag racing news. Don, our scheduled guests, for just some of them for next Monday, include Frank McGill and Zane Farrell. The weather was perfect, the racing was outstanding, and I think the fans did their best to acknowledge all the great things uh, concerning the first responders and our heroes. 
They did, and you know, I know just to you know wrap up my portion of it. I'm looking forward to this coming weekend. We have two championship nights. One at Lernerville Speedway, where we know, I believe, two of the champions uh, unofficially are already crowned, and then I believe there's still a, a battle in the uh, sprints and in the modifieds. And then we'll be heading back up to the mountain uh, Saturday afternoon to see all the champions up there. And I think maybe other than Casey Flegel, uh, I think everything else is up in the grab still. Yes, up in the air and waiting to be settled. Well, Dave... I thank you for your information. Any closing thoughts? Have we covered everything? No, it, it, it was good to uh, spend the, an evening with Don Gamble. It's, it's been a while since you and I have been together, and I'm looking forward uh, to our upcoming weekend and looking also doubly looking forward to all the special races coming up in the next few weeks, Don. Excellent report. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. This is Jonathan Davenport, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Four nights of racing and two World 100s. It was all happening this past Wednesday through Saturday at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. Just like they did earlier this year with the Dream at Eldora Speedway, they combined last year with this year because there was no World 100 in 2020 due to the coronavirus. Night number one, Wednesday night at Eldora, was capped off by two 25-lap features. Kyle Strickler said the overall fast time, cars were separated into two groups. In Group A, the heat race winners were Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Nick Hoffman, and Jonathan Davenport. Heat race winners in Group B were Jimmy Owens, Hudson O'Neill, Darrell Lanigan, and Devin Moran. The B-main winners, Stormy Scott and Rick Eckert. And a surprise winner in the first 25-lap feature, Stormy Scott's brother, Johnny Scott, was the winner. Nick Hoffman finished second, Brandon Shepard third, Bobby Pierce fourth, and Jonathan Davenport rounded out the top five. In the second 25-lap feature, Tim McCready the winner, followed by Shannon Babb, Daryl Lanigan, Hudson O'Neill, and Jimmy Owens. Good weather, drivers, crews, fans, and everyone else returned for night number two at Eldora Speedway. The 51st annual World 100 was the setting. And, of course, that means six heat races with the top three finishers making the feature. Heat number one going to Greg Satterley with Chris Ferguson second, Daryl Lanigan third. Second heat winner, Kyle Bronson, followed by Jimmy Owens and Kyle Larson. The winner of heat three, Dale McDowell, with Devin Moran second and Ryan Gustin third. The fourth heat, Brandon Overton, the two-time dream winner of 2021, followed by Ashton Winger and Brandon Shepard. And in Heat 5, Ricky Thornton Jr. was the winner, followed by Ryan Shirley and Jonathan Davenport. Finally, in Heat 6, the winner getting the poll for the feature, that was Kyle Strickler with Shane Clanton second and Chris Madden finishing third. The top three finishers in the two B-mains would also advance to the feature. Joseph Joyner won B-main number one with Michael Chilton second and Mason Ziegler third. And Scott Bloomquist was the winner of... The second B-Main, followed by Tyler Erb and Nick Hoffman, driving the other Bloomquist car. Also, the remaining cars in each B-Main lined up for a five-lap scramble, with the winner advancing to the feature. And the scramble winners were Frank Heckenpass Jr. and Ryan King. In the 100-lap feature, Ricky Thornton Jr. grabbed the lead from the beginning and led through lap 23. All eyes on Brandon Overton to see if he could capture a World 100 in addition to his two dream victories this year. 
and it was Overton who would grab the lead from Thornton on lap 24. Thornton began to fade, and it became a battle between veteran Dale McDowell and Overton, with McDowell jumping into the lead on lap 59. He would stay there for 12 laps, but Overton went back into first place on lap 72. Tim McCready was charging hard, moving up from his 19th starting spot. He battled with McDowell and Overton down the stretch, but it was Brandon Overton adding a World 100 win to his two dream victories in 2021. And as expected, it was an excited Overton in victory lane. That dream was pretty cool, uh, but this is awesome, you know. Me and Heather used to sit up there when, when hell, I couldn't even make the race, and she used to tell me, don't worry about it, you know, we're going to get them one day, and I'm just glad it all finally paid off. Second place finisher Tim McCready said, well, he got close, but it just wasn't enough. Would have been cool to, to race a little at the end, but um, it is tough. I mean, the lap cars, once the rubber, they got in there too. And, and um, you know, I just, I was thinking, man, if, if one of them could just, just maybe cut me a break to, to get a chance to, I probably could have never passed him, but it would have been cool to take a picture of a side by side because he was going in really easy. You know, one I surely could have got beside him at least to make it look good, but uh, they did a great job. Hats off to them. And uh, we'll take second. And, um, we got to really work hard on our invert program and, and get better. The top 10 at the 51st Annual World 100. Brandon Overton, the winner. Tim McCready, second. Dale McDowell finishing third. Hudson O'Neill, fourth. And Jonathan Davenport, fifth. Then came Devin Moran, Chris Ferguson, Ricky Thornton Jr., Greg Satterley, and Kyle Strickler to round out the top 10. So it was on to the 50th annual World 100. Yes, they ran this year's race before the postponed event of last year. Again, preliminary events were held on Friday. Two groups and two 25-lap features. Mike Marler set the Group A fast time with heats going to Dale McDowell, Cal Bronson, Jimmy Owens, and Jensen Ford. The B-Main was won by Shannon Babb. Chris Madden set the fast time for Group B with the heat wins going to Madden, Ricky Weiss, Chris Ferguson, and Nick Hoffman, with a B feature won by Ryan Gustin. And by the way, Alex Faree in the Cochrane 1C finished second to make the feature. Brandon Overton stayed hot, winning the first 25-lap feature, followed by Jimmy Owens, Cal Bronson, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Dale McDowell. And in the second 25-lap feature, it was Greg Satterley as the winner, holding off Bobby Pierce, Brandon Shepard was third, Nick Hoffman fourth, and Tim McCready finished fifth. So that set the stage for the big event on Saturday, the 50th Annual World 100. There were 80 cars in the pits and the usual six heat races. Top three advancing to the feature, heat number one. Won by Jonathan Davenport, followed by Cal Bronson and Spencer Hughes. Heat two to Brandon Shepard, Daryl Lanigan second, Chris Ferguson third. Heat number three won by Brandon Overton, with Cal Strickler second and John Blankenship third. Johnny Scott, the winner of Heat 4, Ricky Thornton Jr. 2nd, Chris Madden 3rd. Heat 5's winner was Bobby Pierce, Ricky Weiss 2nd, Josh Richards finished 3rd. And winning the 6th Heat and getting the pole for the feature, 4-time winner Scott Bloomquist, followed by Rick Eckert and Tim McCready. In the first B-Main, Austin Kirkpatrick was the winner, Mike Norris 2nd, and Frank Heckenass Jr. 3rd. The scramble was won by Devin Moran. B-Main number two won by Ashton Winger, Greg Satterley second, Mike Marler third, and Chad Simpson won the scramble. 
Bloomquist would hold off Pierce to begin the race and move on to a fairly significant lead in the first 12 laps. But it was Johnny Scott out to prove he wasn't a fluke winner on night one, moving past Pierce and then moving past Bloomquist on lap 19. Then, to no one's surprise, moving into the picture, Brandon Overton, and he battled with Scott for the next 20 laps. Finally, on lap 42, Overton was able to grab the lead. Would Overton be able to make it a Grand Slam, winning all four major dirt late model events at Eldora in 2021? One driver on the move that wanted to put a stop to that was Jonathan Davenport. On a restart, Davenport went to the bottom, was able to pass Overton and grab the lead on lap 55. Overton was battling for second place with Tim McCready, but the driver on the move from his 26th starting position was Mike Marler. Marler was eventually able to move into second place and mounted a challenge to Davenport, but he couldn't quite catch him. And Davenport went on to win his fourth World 100. It was a bit noisy in the media center press conference after the race, but Davenport talked about his move to the front. After they reworked the track, and with the tire rule they have its own, I knew it could easily tear your tires up and hurt you late. So um, I just tried to stay patient, tried not to match the gas. You know, it was, it was tough seeing all those guys drive right by me. But after 10, 15 laps in that run, you know, they started coming right back to me, and I never felt like I really picked up my pace. So, so then I felt like I had a pretty good race car, and then I got to where I was a little free, and I never really had to use the brake or turn the wheel or anything, and it just kind of made circles on its own. And what about being able to stop Overton from capturing his second World 100 this week? Everybody was talking about, you know, he, he's going to win, and he took off, and I, I thought, you know, hell, if, if he ain't going hard now and he's that good, he is going to be tough. But um, my, my crew chief uh, and a couple other people said, hell, we might as well just wreck him on the start. And I said, no, we, we're, we're going to drive by him this time. So the top 10 at the 50th annual World 100 at Heldora Speedway, Jonathan Davenport the winner, Mike Marler second, Brandon Overton third, Tim McCready finished fourth, and Chris Ferguson fifth. Brandon Shepard was six, followed by Dale McDowell, Chris Madden, Cal Bronson, and Frank Hackenass Jr. A lot of racing this past week at Eldora Speedway. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Bill Korch. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. 
a message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again. Just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men All right, fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. Thanks for having me. Hey, I have to start off with the memorial service that you did at the track. I have never seen anything so big and so encompassing. Every car on the racetrack was out there, plus the trucks from uh, Saferno Well Drilling and a couple of your other people. It was just impressive that went from one, uh, it was just like a complete circle around the track. How and when was this all set up and put together? Well, actually, we've been talking about it for several weeks, and we wanted to do something special, uh, obviously, for the remembrance of September 11th and those that gave their lives not only on that day, but those that you know went to war for our freedom on you know, Patriots Day, as they call it, and I wanted to do something that would include as many people as possible, so I talked to some of my officials and the owners, and my wife and I were sitting on the couch one day, and I said, you know, I really want the drivers involved. I think that, uh, you know, they want to be a part of it as well, and you know, we were very fortunate that we had uh, representatives from ChemStream as well as Saferno Well Service there and Allied Milk Producers who sponsored the night, and Saferno Well Service, actually, all their trucks, which are tanker bottles built by Morocco Welding, uh, fortunately, they have red, white, and blue trucks. So when I talked to John Saferno, the son, and I said, hey, Johnny, I said, you need to bring one of each. And I explained him what I wanted to do, and he just thought it was a great idea. And uh, they put those out front, and what we did is we took the trucks around carrying the big flag during the national anthem. So it wasn't as noisy during the national anthem, but while that was happening, Every race car in attendance uh, was nose to tail around the bottom lower corner of the track. We had all our members from our fire safety crew, our cleanup crew, pretty much everybody involved at the speedway. 
And as the finished the national anthem, the cars would follow the procession, and they went too wide. So we had about 50, 60 cars participating uh, to Lee Greenwood, some other patriotic songs. And it was just, we thought it was a really uh, appropriate response to the events that happened that day to, to, to pay honor to those victims. I'll tell you what else was impressive. While that was going on for the whole thing, everybody was standing for the entire time, and every car had a flag. Yeah, we made a point. We ordered over 150 flags uh, to be safe, and we were going to hand them out to all the drivers, and they you displayed those flags as they went around, and I think mission was accomplished. I know it was pretty moving, a lot of compliments from everybody. There's some really great photos out there on our Facebook and other places, but, you know, we had a huge crowd, over 4,000 people in attendance gone. And, you know, it always looks big when they're sitting, but when everyone's standing up, it makes it even look bigger, and it was a great night, to, the way to kick off the night. And how about Otto Sitterly, fastest in qualifying, and he showed his stuff and picked up the win. But it got a little closer at the end. He had one guy was right on him. Yeah, the Isma Super Modified is just incredibly fast, and um, Otto just, he was fast all day. We knew he was going to be a threat, but there was a mid-race restart, and uh, Dave Scholick really gave him, ran him down from over three seconds, and kind of those guys kind of got into it a little bit and got into the outside retaining wall and, Unfortunately, put Dave out of the race, and really was a turn of events because I'm sorry, it was Mike Lichty. I apologize, on Mike Lichty kind of got stuffed in the fence, but really thought he had something for him, but it didn't quite work out. And Auto ended up Stoney's victory lane, and I know there was a lot of comments. Uh, there was a little bit of a low car count for the Isma Super Modified Dawn, but I can assure you, uh, everything was done on the Speedway's behalf as well as the Isma Series. You know, as last Wednesday, we were expecting 16 to 18, and possibly some stragglers. Uh, unfortunately, the week before, there was a huge event at Oswego Speedway. Guys suffered mechanical failure. And, you know, This late in the season, some teams just don't have the funds to travel and do what they want. But uh, this isn't going to tarnish the reputation of Isma at Jennerstown Speedway. We're working closely with them already, as in you know, today, as in Monday, uh, working with the series director to possibly look at a date in June or July that, might fit their schedule a little better. Uh, you know, there's also a really big race coming up this week here at Star Speedway that a lot of guys didn't want to risk tearing their equipment up. And we're just going to look at it here and look forward into 2022, and hopefully we can find a date and bring these guys back. Uh, we're also talking to the MSA Super Modified Series that works closely with ISMO about possibly co-sanctioning events, so both series would uh, be rewarded points for running the same race at Jennerstown. So, we're not giving up on the Ismas. Uh, they're still amazing to see in person. And, you know, some of the best of the best was there Saturday. Well, plus throw into the mix of travel restrictions for the guys that live in Ontario. Yeah, unfortunately, um, a lot of the guys can't get across Canada. And some people say, oh, yeah, you can. Uh, it's not as easy as you think. If you're a resident of Canada, if you're not leaving for work, uh, and there's even certain restrictions on that, it's, it's pretty hard to get across. And, we did have one participant there from Canada, um, but there was a little bit of a loophole, and we won't discuss that on air, Don. Yeah. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. You know, when I left there after some excellent racing, I'm thinking about what a nice job that Barclay did, but uh, there was more to the story. Yeah, and post-race inspection, uh, Jared Barclay was actually disqualified for a parts infraction in uh he was warranted last place, last place points in the squall of fire for the evening, and Brian Shippen inherited the win. 
Yeah. Well, Brian's been running good, so uh, that wasn't a big surprise. Unfortunately, Barclay uh, made a mistake. Now, um, Saturday's the last night, and I'll tell you, I, stop, I always stop to see Tom Golick. I've been a fan of his since he started out, and we got talking about the, the final night, and he said, I really like the fact that Billy and the team have decided that that's the final night, and if we don't get it in, it's over because a lot of people plan weddings, birthdays, getting married, whatever, and you had told me when we spoke before that it's not fair to change people's lives if it rains. Yeah, that's kind of been our standpoint the last seven years. We've never wavered on that. We've never changed. It just, I think people forget because it doesn't always come to the forefront of their mind, but, you know, the fall season's extremely busy. You have a ton of high school sports, youth sports. Uh, these folks and drivers and fans and families, they sacrifice every Saturday night to be at Jennerstown Speedway, and you just have to draw a line in the sand somewhere. You know you want to keep racing. Sometimes the weather's nice, but it's just not fair or practical to, hey, we're going to add a week, or hey, we're going to add another week. And it's just the complications. Staffing levels go down. A lot of our students are college students, or a lot of our workers are college students. They have to go back. It's, it's not easy for them to travel. You know, Don, there's 71 employees that work every Saturday night at Jennerstown Speedway. Those aren't easy shoes to fill. So there's a lot more to just open the gates and we'll run more races. So uh, we made them aware the last couple of weeks that, you know, September 18th, whether we race or not, will be the conclusion of the 2021 point season. That's a wise decision. Uh, let's talk about the points. Uh, there's some really close point races. There is. There's still that are still really up for grabs. Uh, a lot of it does depend on the amount of cars that are in attendance as to whether or not uh, those points will still be available. Some In some situations, they can finish last and still win the points title. Uh, the Martellus Pharmacy late models, Barry Audi, is still in the lead. Brian Chip, who inherited his fourth win here this past Saturday, is 39 points behind. Uh, Zane Farrell has actually moved to third place in points as a result of the Barclay disqualification this past Saturday. And just to clarify, uh, Jared was disqualified for a illegal harmonic balancer, uh, which bolts on the front of the engine. It is something that uh, is specced out in the GM handbook. It has to be a certain size, a certain weight, and a certain product. And this one did not meet the criteria. And everything was fine about it, but it warranted in a disqualification. So Jared actually has fallen to fourth in the Martellus Pharmacy point standing. And fifth at this time is Somerset driver Gary Wilkshout. So uh, a lot of familiar names up front, but a little bit of a shakeup in the points as a result of Saturday night. Well, the modified, what's what's the spread there between first and second? Well, the modified is extremely close right now. Tom Golick of West Newton, Pennsylvania is your leader. Anthony Aiello, both of these drivers have three wins on the season. Anthony Aiello is second with a five-point margin. And third place is Saturday night's winner, Doug Lesnar, just eight points back. Now, Doug has seven wins on the year, but we've had some really nice car counts in the modified, 15, 16 cars. And unfortunately, it, you know, Doug's got seven wins, but the couple nights that he had mechanical malfunctions or involved in incidents, he, he finished last with large car counts. So he's sitting back there in third, even with those seven wins. Uh, fourth is Jason Bush, and fifth right now is Adam Henry, who was our opening night winner. So pretty tight points there for the top uh, top spot in the modified in the one-stop auto sales collision pro stocks will hemminger has a 30 point lane over chris brink 
Uh, anything could still happen there. And third place right now sitting is Dell Kimberly, 59 points back. In the Ron's Collision Street Sox, uh, Casey Fligo basically just has to take the green flag Saturday night. He has a 59 point over Rick Melab. Uh, third place is Mel Wilt. And fourth place is Brett Bickerstaff. And fifth place is Harold Myers. I was teasing Casey. Uh, I make the rounds to talk to people that I normally go to see if they're been a guest on the show or someone that I just enjoy visiting with. And I said to Casey, I said, uh, you got an awful lot of stickers here on this car. If you keep winning, what are you going to do? He said, I'll make the roof bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But we had a first-time career winner in the Ron Collision Street Stocks here this past Saturday. We had Greg Burbage. I believe it's just his second year, possibly his third. Uh, Greg, I talk about him on the show all the time. Great guy, improves week after week, bunch of heat race wins. And I actually walked up to him Saturday night and said, don't make a liar out of me. I said, I predicted on Gamble Show you're going to get a win this year. And sure enough, he uh, didn't prove me wrong this past Saturday. He got his first career win. Very excited for Greg and his team. They've been working really hard. Well, great minds think alike. I stopped over to see him, as I usually do. Same scenario. Greg, you're winning these heats. You think tonight might be the feature? He said, I hope so. So not only didn't make a, a liar out of you, he was sort of made a fortune teller out of you. Exactly. In the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious 4, Michael Saylor actually has the points championship locked up. He's going to be a guest on the show here later this evening. Uh, congratulations to Michael on his championship. Caleb Vasso, six second and 74 points uh, behind. Michael Mole is third. Jason Trescott is sitting fourth. And Jonathan Habersack rounds out your top five so far in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Force. And finally, in the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers Division, you have Kyle Burkholder with a 53-point lead over Nate Valenti, who is actually Saturday night's winner. Third place is Steven Singo. Fourth is Bob Mossdaller. And fifth is Nick Nemec right now. Uh, still some really tight, close point battles there. All six divisions will be in action here this Saturday night, Saturday, September 18th. Uh, we're praying Mother Nature continues to be one of our biggest fans, and we can finish off the season on the racetrack. Great report, Bill. Great racing. I love that tribute at the beginning. Um, any closing thoughts? Have we covered everything? You know, Don, it, it's one of them things that, the season seems like you wait for it to start, and it seems like it never wants to end sometimes. And, man, we just blinked, and this 2021 season's almost behind us, and we are actively engaged and working on 2022. Would you say this season was your best? Oh, by far. Um, I think coming out, I mean, I know we're still kind of in the pandemic, but post-pandemic in my eyes, and people really wanting to get out and you know breathe fresh air once again and some great racing and we were able to provide an amazing product to anyone and we're working on several things to improve for next year the lighting project will be completed the whole way around the speedway we're working with pit road tv to do a full streaming process every week a pay-per-view option for people so good things to come in 2022 but it's going to be really tough to beat 2021 I want to thank you for being with us. also want to thank you for your hospitality last night. I finally had a chance to have some Jennerstein ice cream, and it was to die for. It's definitely some of the best. I think that's what I'm going to miss most about race season is uh, the midnight ice cream snack. Okay, you have a good evening, and we'll see you Saturday. Thanks, Don.
This portion of Rapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Auto Sitterly climbing out of his race car. He can hear you make some noise for him. He takes his checkered flag, celebrating as he climbs out of this contraption. The points leader for Isma right now here in 2021 picks up this 50-lap feature win. He dominated the competition throughout the day here at Jennerstown. Fastest in both practice sessions, fastest in time trials. This seven car was hooked up. Down here with Otto Sitterly here in Victory Lane. Otto, tell me, man, this car was hooked up. You were fast all day. What was it like being out front? Um, it was nice being out front. I got to apologize to Benny. I, I didn't see him there. I was sort of getting a sign. That I had a big lead, and, and all of a sudden, I, I see his wheel the last second, so I might have pinched him. I did not mean to, but, yeah, the car is fast. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> We've been on the receiving end a bunch of times, so I'm very pleased with this car. I've got to thank Jim Bodner. Um, I've got to thank Jimmy D. Um, from Jimmy Speed Machine. I've got to thank all my crew, my girlfriend, my tire guy, Tom, crew chief, Joe, um, Danny, my, you know, he's my go-to guy. Um, the ladies for feeding us, and I got to obviously thank John Nicotra. You know, he funds the deal, so um, good team effort today. He had a really fast race car. Uh, tell us, what, what do you think about our racetrack here at Jennerstown? I wish this track was about four hours closer. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Very nice track. I've heard a lot about it over the years. What a beautiful, beautiful facility, and from the, don't know who he was, he was that guy right there from the moment we drove in the gate, welcomed us, 
you know, he treated us very nice, and not every racetrack is like that, so uh, kudos to Jennerstown. Well, we're glad to have you. You clearly like it the way you ran here tonight really fast. Otto Sitterly picks up the win. He's the points leader in Isma. He gets the win at Jennerstown. Nate, the announcer at Jennerstown, had an opportunity to talk to John Saferno to see if he was having a good time and get a little bit of information on what Saferno Well Services do. And you guys are a small family business? Yes, we are. We have a, approximately 50 employees, um, and it varies from time to time. And uh, we're actually looking for some more employees uh, with you know, Class B CDL with a uh, tanker endorsement. So uh, if somebody wanted to, to get a job with you guys driving with a CDL, how would they contact you? You, know, you can look us up on the website, and we have all the information, the applications, and everything you need to, you know, It'll be online on our website. We're having a lot of fun at tonight's races. We're so glad that Saferno Well Services decided to sponsor. Why do you guys uh, uh, participate and, and help out here at Jennerstown Speedway? Well, we'd like to get our name out there and people to recognize us and you know and look for some good employees. Plus, also um, John and Mickey Morocco, they build our bodies, our truck bodies, and they're incredible people. And, and uh, we just really enjoy our time here, spending our time with John and Mickey. Yeah, John Morocco, one of our owners here at Jennerstown Speedway, and we're so thankful for him and what he does here and what he does uh, to help your business out. So i got to ask, are you guys enjoying the races? Absolutely. Fantastic night. Couldn't ask for a better evening. Now you guys are going to go back to your employees, to your family, and say everybody's going to come out to Jennerstown Speedway, right? Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys so much. Your trucks look great earlier uh, during during the, the pre-race ceremonies, and uh, we look forward to having Saferno Well Services back here. Thank you very much, and thanks to everybody for coming out tonight. We really enjoyed this. Thank you, John. John Saferno of Saferno Well Services. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Down here in Stoney's Beer, Victory Lane, Greg Burbage climbs out of his race car, makes some noise for this first-time winner. He gets some hugs from friends and family. Got to carry that checkered flag around the racetrack. He gets the ice bucket dump from Mike Bellardi for his career win. Greg, go get your plaque, brother. You got a, you got a plaque, a, a winner sticker to take. And you come out uh, out here on front of your car and let's do an interview. Greg, come here. Gets a kiss, my man. He's putting that sticker on first. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody taking that sticker away from him. He gets his 2021 feature winner sticker, takes his fire suit off. Come here, Greg, we, we gotta ask you some questions, man. Greg, I know you're excited, man. Tell me, how's it feel to win your first race here at Jennerstown? Words can't express. Thank God. Thank for my crew. A lot of work. A lot of work put into this race car. What was going through your head there? Melab came up on you, the 37 here in turn one. What was going through your head? Just keep it in line and keep it straight. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just uh, go fast and turn left. <laughs> that seems pretty simple. Who do you want to thank on this race car, Greg? Everyone, everyone. We got USI Vapes, Papa Rocks, Pizza Pub, Great Clips, House Band Properties, uh, D-Pasquale Insurance, Curtis and the Shakers, and we got Marty's Muffler, uh, Sharpie Service. I want to thank Mike. Mike, man, without Mike back on, this wouldn't be possible unless it over there lasts these two guys here. Without them, it ain't happening. My brother Scott, all my family that helps. 
Greg Burbage excited down here in Sony's victory lane. He picks up its first win. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. It was the occasion of the 2021 Hobby Stock Invitational, paying $1,111 to win for a Hobby Stock division that usually only races for about $150 to win. Huge race promoted once again by Vince Laboon. And when I say this race got the Vince treatment, well, I certainly wasn't kidding. The night started off, though, with... A tribute, a 9-1-9-11 tribute, because it was September 11th on Saturday night. So we did a 9-11 tribute to our first responders as well as our military. Also, we started off our first feature race, and that was for our Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. Kyle Lucon coming away with the win over Cole Patrell, Zach Gunn, Nico DeBecco, Zach Morrow were your top five. Six through ten were Travis Justice, Cassidy Kamaker, Tony White, Ben Police, and Dave Goble. The heats went to Kyle Lucon and Zach Morrow this week, last week rather, driving the 5X car. 
It was the Hobby Stock Invitational. 20 laps, over $1,000 to win. And when it was all said and done, it was Stephen Sheltman standing in victory lane honoring Josh Langer. And he had a couple of other special tributes as well. We got an opportunity to talk to Stephen in victory lane. Stephen Sheltman, wow. That was a race. And as they're talking about upstairs, it's a scorer's nightmare because we don't know where anybody finished after you three. <laughs> what a mess. I had to walk over the carnage to get here. But we're doing this for Josh Langer, but we're doing it for another reason, too. How about talk about these two photos you have here? Uh, it, it was a complete honor to be able to be standing here right now. Uh, I'm just, I didn't get to know Josh real well. I knew him a little bit from just starting to come here. And uh, everyone that I, that I know that's been racing here for ages said Josh is a class act. He was a hard racer. He was a champion. He, he would always help people out. And uh, I just I, I didn't want to be denied tonight because I knew Smokey and Dylan were here, and the Langer family was here also. So I wanted to race for, all, for Josh and uh, Kyle. It's just a shame what happened to Kyle, and uh, I just wish he was here with us right now. Same with Josh. Yeah, it's been a, a miserable week for all of us. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. You, you win last week. We had this horrible week. You're back in victory lane. But Stephen Sheldman, class act that you are, you're up here and you do something about what we've all suffered through this week. We thank you for that. Thanks. Uh, I just want to thank Brian Horvath, too. Uh, I messaged him two or three days ago, and I, I got the first picture from him. And uh, I messaged him a day later because uh, I think I believe it was Michelle Anton. She sent me the other picture. had a whole bunch of us in there. And uh, Kyle, Kyle was just, uh, he was an amazing dude, and we all miss him just like we all miss Josh. And uh, I don't want to take anything away from either of them. It's just everybody at this track, no one ever had a bad thing to say about either one of them. But uh, I just want to thank Shane Connolly. He helped me uh, with tires and all that stuff today. And uh, we had four or five sets of tires in the pits. I uh, would thank my dad, too. I stole a bunch of his tires since his car still isn't put together yet. So it helped with whatever stagger I needed. And uh, I just want to thank my sponsors that are here. Uh, Walt Gregg, Wedgeco Welding, Bobby and Jane Hamitsky, Keystone Coach Works, my dad and uh, co-owner, Cousin Donnie. He's like another dad to me. They let me use the shop all the time. And if you'd come in there, you wouldn't think it's a mobility business. You'd think it's a race shop because I got tires and parts laying everywhere. And uh, if he wanted to the amount of rent he could charge me for all the stuff i have there's far more than i make so i just got to thank him for that uh my mom my sister uh, i want to thank all the veterans here whether you're marines army coast guard fire department ems i we couldn't do it without all of our support with each other uh Maisel's auto body mark rackley frank singleton south park used cars uh jim donahoe uh, I know, I know, I'm forgetting people. The Antons of oh, Cheplik Packing. I'm glad I won the race tonight because we were we weren't sure we were going to have to eat after uh, dinner tonight, and uh, they said we weren't planning on uh, getting anything at Giant Eagle. We were planning on one of you guys winning, so I'm glad I could provide. And uh, we're going to Bristol next week since I won the meat package. I'm turning that receipt in to get a little bit off of my bill. <laughs> hey, we talked about we talked about Josh. We talked about Kyle. There's another guy we need to talk about. He's over your right shoulder right there, Vince Laboon. Vince, get over here. 
real quick, real quick, I gotta thank AJ Poljack. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be racing right now. I thought I had two blown motors, and he was doing a bunch of research online. And uh, I think I owe a lot of this check to him too, because I wouldn't even be standing here right now. But I, I yeah, I'll give him, a, I'll give him some stakes, yeah. But I do want to thank Vince. Uh, Boy, boy! If you're on Facebook, I know uh, we stirred up a lot of stuff in the last week or two. And I, poor Vince, he just wants to put a post online, get everybody informed on what's going on, and everyone jumps on him. And and I just got to thank him for being the cool-headed person he is and putting this all together. I mean, it just shows you what a class act he is. He makes Ed Laboon one of the biggest races of the year. We get more pro stocks here than up at Lernerville, which is also another great track, but. What he's up against, he does an amazing job, and he'd make a heck of a promoter one day when the Miley's decide to retire. I, I welcome him to take over the track. Yeah, more than a couple of people on social media saying that, too. Uh, Vince, I'm going to come over and talk to Vince. I said it earlier, this race got the Vince treatment, and, and, and we did it again, and we have a class act in victory lane, and, and what he did here for Kyle is remarkable. Uh, talk about how this thing went for you Uh, it was awesome i mean again tonight it's about steven but also josh obviously and kyle and all the sponsors and um, my dad's race very special to me as everyone knows but i mean if you turn around and look at everyone what this meant to steven and his crew and all the sponsors tonight and everyone involved and 26 cars here 24 started Uh, it was just a great night very special night and um, i will say with the american flags and the four wide and the, the uh, flashlights turn on on the phone and everything. It was really cool. It was really emotional. So thank everyone for the support. I'm, I'm glad to do this. Um, thanks to the Langer family for coming out. And, um, and, and especially thanks to Jones Motorsports and Devin and, and Tiffany. I mean, they've done so much for this race. It wouldn't be anything without them. So thank you, everyone. Well, I got to say, Vince, we were all drinking out of the fire hose tonight. I mean, there were so many moving parts to this night, and we, we wind up with Steven and Victor Lamb. Cody Catellis came out second, then it was Frank McGill. Tyler Fox and Jonathan Catellis rounded out the top five. There was a skirmish and a real bad crash. Uh, cars everywhere coming down to the checkered flag. It was kind of a scorer's nightmare, but they got her all done. And Catellis rounding out the top five. Jonathan Catellis, that is. Chloe Jones finishing sixth. Tony McGill, Joe Anthony, Ben Anton, and Robert Betts rounded out the top five. 10, and it was the heat races won by Cody Catellis, the 17S of Stephen Sheltman, and the 05 of Frank McGill. In the Vintage Modifieds, we were visited by the Thunder and the Dirt Vintage Modifieds on Saturday night. It was Mark Hahn driving his number 14 car, picking up the win. Hahn also won one of the heat races along with the 21W of Dale Zimmer. Mark Sheck finished second. Fred Hildebrand, Steve Longo, Hank Coles, and John Marks. Zale Zimmer, Dave Phillips, and Tom Warburton rounded out the field for the Thunder and the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. The Pro Stocks, it's the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway running under the Penn Ohio sanction these days. Brian Hutchko comes away with his fourth victory of the season. Nick Kachuba, distant second. Then it was Dale Touche, Jacob Billick, Jackson Billick, Joey Anderson, and Bill Robertson rounding out the seven-car field. The heat went to Brian Hutchko in the 60H. 
Heat race in the Crawford Auto Repair four-cylinder went to Bill Tennant, as did the feature, and he was followed by Lucas Weaver, Derek Quigley, Kyle Janis, and Justin Pellegrini making up your top five. And in the Young Guns, it was Travis Clark yet again picking up another victory on the season in the 05 car. Logan Catellus, your point leader, finishing second. Cameron Hollister, Sadie Snatchko, and Gavin Kokolis finishing out the top five in our Young Guns division. That's our always safe traffic control Young Guns. A great night was had by all as we honored our first responders and had a great hobby stock race. We'll be back this Saturday night with a seven-division show featuring a couple of the Rush divisions, the Sportsman Modifieds, as well as the Wingless Sprints and the other five divisions here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. For Rapid on Racing, I'm Jim Zufall. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And joining us now is Anthony Montepart. Anthony, good evening. How are you? Good, Don. Good evening to you also. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm uh, still in North Carolina, but we're heading up after the holidays to see some some short track racing up in Pennsylvania. You know, uh, when I started many years ago, uh, it was Schmucker Speedway. Then they changed the name to Latrobe Speedway. But if you keep up, they're going to change it to Montepart Speedway. <laughs> 
How many races have you been in this year? Uh, 13 races there. And how many did you win? Uh, we've got 11 so far this year. That is pretty impressive. Have Have you ever thought that they might put a bounty on you? <laughs> uh, earlier in the year, I think after we got three, they put up a bounty and I actually won from last place. I think there were 16 cars that night. Um, so the bounty actually went for two weeks, I think, and then I, I finally lost. Yeah. Was it a mechanical problem or did somebody actually outrun you? Uh, the 24 car was just better than us that night. Uh, a few things we found in the garage the next day, but uh, I'm not going to put the blame on that. I'll just say we lost. Yeah. Well, it's a man when he can say that. Hey, what was your reason for getting involved in racing? Uh, it's been in our family. Like I've been going since I was a little kid. So, uh, you know, when you're little, you get that, that fire and, uh, I don't know. Once once you get the racing bug, it's uh, well, it's been impossible for me to get rid of it. <laughs> you can't. It's it's incurable. No vaccine will help you on the racing bug. <laughs> now you you've been doing this for twenty five or twenty six years. Was it because your dad was it with Joe Kelly, or was there some other connection early on? Oh uh, well, my dad raced uh, back in the nineties uh, up until I was born, and then. You know, they they had me at the races since since I was a baby. Uh, I believe actually my dad raced a late model at Challenger uh, a week before I was born. He was filling in for uh, Bob Squire. I believe he broke his wrist or something. So really, I've been going to the racetrack since day one, and uh, all throughout uh, my life, helping Joe. That was the biggest part. Uh, of my racing career up until I drove. I was going to the races with Joe Kelly. And how many years have you been driving? I think this is the sixth season I've actually drove. It's my third third season running full-time. Um, most of the years prior to that, uh, maybe the average five races a year. Yeah. I... Uh I like your, <clears throat> excuse me, I like your car number, and I know many, um, way back we did an interview and you explained that, but we get new listeners all the time. So for the new people, your car number's 100. How did that happen? So a few years back, uh, Joe Kelly raced a street stock for Charlie Trice, and it was the 100 uh, Moon Eyes car, and when we built this pure stock, we used some pieces off of that car that uh, Joe and Charlie had left over, thrown in the corner just to patch a body together. And uh, ever since, we've kept it that number. Seemed like a good plan, and it's a it's a very pretty car. And the number, <laughs> I like the moon eyes. That's that's pretty nice. What would be your most memorable moment in racing? And you probably have a lot of them, especially the way you're running. Uh, and I still probably have to say my first feature when you know you work you work so hard and you dream of that you know for so long and just the feeling to finally get that first one. I honestly, you look back, I, I, I you, know, you never get that first win feeling pack. Yeah. Now, where was that? That was at Latrobe, uh, 2019 on opening night. Pretty cool. Now everything's not peaches and cream. What was your most embarrassing moment? In racing, 
Yeah, this one gets brought up about once or twice a year from my dad and the other crew guys. Uh, <laughs> a couple years back, we were racing at Dog Hollow, and I think uh, I think at this time I still didn't have a heat race win. I was actually leading the heat race and uh, come up on a lap car, and man, it was like I was glued, <laughs> headed straight for the rear bumper of the lap car. I ended up getting into it and. Uh, I don't know. I think I end up collecting the car and finishing third. But man, I still never live that one down. Well, I I suspect from knowing your dad, John, uh, he wouldn't be the easiest guy to deal with if he did something he didn't approve of. No, he's uh, he's tough on me, but I I contribute that to my success, and that's not even in racing, just in life in general. Yeah, he's a good guy, and I love it when he does the tools kitchen. Um, he and it's some of the things that he and Joe film in the garage. I mean, it's just YouTube's probably thinking, "Who are these guys? They're crazy." <laughs> yeah, they're definitely characters. <laughs> now we mentioned your dad and Joe and some of your friends. Uh, is that the best part of racing? The memories? Yeah, I mean, you look back every year and think of the, the memories you make with your uh, family and friends, your racing family. Um, you know, when you look back on it, I think that's what's going to matter most is, you know, the good times you had with your family and friends. Fans, we're talking to Anthony Montepart, the fellow that's winning everything but the 50-50 raffle at Lake Trobe Speedway. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you'll even win that before it's over. Um, I guess one of the toughest things is when you have to fix a car once it's wrecked. Yeah, that's that's one of the downfalls of the sport. Uh, it's definitely uh, definitely no fun to open the garage door and see a wrecked race car. <laughs> and and it uh, it doesn't. I mean, you don't have elves that come in and fix it while you're sleeping. You got to be there, put in a lot of hours now. Putting in a lot of hours, your girlfriend, Danielle, uh, is she a racer? Uh, how did you meet her, and how long have you two been together? Uh, we've been together six years now. Um, she really didn't have any family directly involved in racing, but um, she's there every week. She's not working, so she's a pretty big supporter of mine. I understand she's a nurse. Yeah, she's a um, ER nurse, and... Um, well, the last year and a half has been difficult uh, with everything going on, but I'm yeah. uh, pretty proud of her for what she's done. Those are the people that are most important in our life. Not the ball players, not the uh, politicians, but the first responders. And I applaud her for that and thank her for her efforts. Um, looking down the road, uh, you're winning all the races, but do you have a goal other than Winning all the races, what's the future look like? Um, honestly, right now, just keep working hard, making memories, and trying to win win some more races. Uh, it'd be nice to uh, move up. I'm asked that a lot if I'm going to be moving up a division. But um, right now, with my current uh, class, I think it fits my fits our bank. Bank account, and uh, at this time, I don't really see any any changes. So, I had a fellow at the speed shop tell me many years ago. I said, "Charlie, I want to go faster." He said, "Let your checkbook be your guide." And that kind of set the stage for <laughs> where, where we were going. 
you know, <laughs> to do this, you have to have a lot of help. And I'd like you to take a minute and acknowledge your sponsors. For sure, yeah. I, I have so much help. And, you know, I've, times I sit down and think, if you added up all the all the years of experience in racing between everybody that helps me out, uh, honestly, I you'd have to probably be over 500 years of experience. i got the best people behind me, and uh, I can't ever thank them enough. Uh, my sponsors, John Gilmore, Gilmore Engineering, uh, Joe Zioli, uh, and Chad with A1 Machine. DVD powder coating. Uh, who else we got? Supercar Workshop, Supercar Restoration. They came on board this year and have been a big help. Uh, RepairX, Trico Welding, Vinyl Destination, uh, Lias Tire, and 66 Auto. Well, Anthony, uh, how about the pit crew? Uh, takes a lot of work to make this happen. Even when you're winning, it takes a lot of work. Who is the pit crew? Uh, so my dad and uh, dad Tool and uh, his wife Christina, my stepmom, uh, Ricky Dean is uh, a part owner on the car, uh, and his grandson Bryce, my brother Luke, and Chad, Joe, Zioli, Gilmore, uh, they're all there uh, to help me every week, and we have a few others that uh, come and help, and without them, everybody lends a hand at uh, Everybody that hangs out has saved us one night or two. That is great. Now, special uh, championships or victories? Let's share any of those you might have. Uh, we, we won the last two championships, uh, Late Trope, the last two years. Uh, most recently, I won my second uh, Pure Stock, uh, I think they call it the Pandemonium, Pure Stock Special at Late Trope. Uh, this year was 2000 to win. And uh, last year, they had. They called it the Fall Fest. I think they're planning a bigger race this year, but uh, I was the Fall Fest winner last year at the end of the year at Lake Trobe. I compliment the folks that are uh, promoting the races at Lake Trobe. I, the person will remain nameless, but I talked to someone that convinced those folks to start running circle track races. And the promoter at the time said, well, I've never done this before. How hard can it be? You put the cars on a the track, they go around in a circle. I think <laughs> he might have got a major education when he first started doing it, but uh, they learned uh, fast, and they're doing a nice job. And even, you know, for the longest time, uh, Le Trobe would be like a support division racetrack, but now the, the, the super late models are coming in there and putting a good show on. Yeah, they run the uh, big blocks a few times, too, uh the 305 sprints. Uh, no, uh, Dennis and Kathy have done a uh, really nice job and have made a lot of improvements the last uh, two and a half, three years. Uh, the coolest thing is they uh, actually had the uh, entrance paved uh, and opened the other entrance. I know that was an issue the first year or two. And uh, very nice. They've been doing an excellent job. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Anyone you'd like to thank? Yeah, I'd have to give a special thanks to uh, Danielle uh, for all the long hours and uh, 
just putting up with the racing deal. Everyone involved in racing, especially the lives, would understand. And uh, just thanks again to all my sponsors and everybody who's back. We've come a long way in the last few years, and it really means a lot to me to have everybody that stands behind me. And none of this would have been possible. The women in racing are a special kind of person, whether it be mom, sister, wife, girlfriend. Their sacrifices are amazing, and it sounds like you've got a really good girlfriend with Danielle. I want to thank you, Anthony Montepart. I want to thank you for being with us tonight and wish you continued success. Thanks, Don. I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to come on the show. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. Listeners, joining us now is Tom Lang. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. I appreciate that. Hey, the second edition of the Heavyweight 8 event at Dragway 42 was more successful than the first. Can you tell us why? Well, Don, I'd have to say the biggest reason is the final round didn't get rained out. Uh, Last year we had a stout field of cars, very good close racing during eliminations. But when it came time for what was promising to be a great final round between Johnny Camp and Kurt Stedding, the rains moved in to force a premature end to the race. Uh, this year we had a better car count, the same extremely close racing during eliminations, and an outstanding final round between Mike D. Domenico and the aforementioned Johnny Camp. Plus, this year's version had outlaw dragsters as part of the program. Uh, the sponsors of this year's event were all people heavily invested in pro-modified and outlaw dragster racing in this area, Uh, John DeServo of DeServo's Premier Construction, the Romer family from R&R Auto Body in Cleveland, Kurt Stedding of P2 Contracting, and John Vergots of A1 Automotive in Erie. Uh, They sponsored the ProMod portion of the event, while Rick Bowling of RAB Trucking, Brian Keller of KB Trailer Sales, and Ken Juszczyk of Motorsports Unlimited supported the Outlaw Dragsters. And as we all know, it takes the support of the people within the racing community to make events like this happen. In the Pro Mod category, we had 17 cars enter the race, with 14 actually taking part in qualifying. Uh, John Camp, who came into the race as the defending champion after last year's rain dot final was settled a month later during testing for the PDRA race at Collot last October, claimed the $1,000 low-qualifying bonus posted by Bars Leaks, Rizlone, and Hyperloop with a 373, followed closely by Mike D. Domenico's 375, Pat Moore's 386, and Matt Hutter at 393. The field was anchored by two-time PDRA Top Sportsman World Champion Dan Ferguson's four flat. A round one of elimination saw a pair of upsets, Number five qualifier John Vergotz knocked off number four qualifier Matt Hutter. And number six, Dave Romer, laid down a stout 378 to turn back Pat Moore's 386. Romer had run a career-best 371 at over 203 miles per hour during the Friday night shakedown session. Uh, The other two pairings of round one saw D. Domenico, 
lay down a 375 to turn back Steve Easton's 383, which is the best ET ever for the Patriot Pro Mod that he drives. And Johnny Camp ran 373 to handle Dan Ferguson's 397 in Dean Young's Camaro. The semifinals produced a couple of killer runs. Adi Domenico ran 373 to put away Dave Romer's 374 with both drivers cutting great reaction times. Uh, Mikey D went 015 to Dave's 017. Uh, the other half of the semifinals was over right at the start when John Vergots took a stab at the tree trying to make up the difference in performance between himself and Camp. Unfortunately for Vergots, he came up red. He needed a great light as Camp ran 373 at over 205 mile per hour. Vergots did squeeze a 380 out of his Camaro, but the red light did him in. Uh, that set up what looked to be a titanic final round between the top two qualifiers, and they did not disappoint the many fans in attendance. Di Domenico got out first with a stellar 005 reaction time, but Camp was right with him with an 017. The superior horsepower of Camp's Proline combination, tuned by Brandon Stroud and Chris C.T. Johnson, allowed him to power around Mike's slight advantage. Camp ran low ET of the meet with a 370 at over 206 mile per hour to D. Domenico's very competitive 373 at 200. Camp had low ET and top speed of each round of eliminations as D. Domenico had the best reaction time of each round. Uh, as for the dragsters, Craig Addis was low qualifier and Rick Bowling's dragster with a 365. Paul Molnar was second with a 367. Brian Keller third at 371, and Mike Knott fourth with a 374. All four of those cars advanced through round one, but Addis hurt his engine in the process, which sidelined him for the remainder of the event. In the semifinals, Knott laid down a 374 to send Molnar home early, and Keller moved on to the final on a bye run over the broken Addis. Uh, Keller and Knott kind of run their operations as one big team. They're real good friends. They always pit together. They share tuning advice. So to have these two cars in the final, it was like racing a family member. In that final round, Knott slapped a whole shot on Keller, taking a 400s advantage at the tree, allowing his 371 at 195 to hold off Keller's quicker 370 at over 200 mile per hour. It was Knott's first win in Outlaw Dragster combination. Uh, so we had absolutely beautiful weather, a great turnout of cars and fans, and those fans were treated to a great show. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to next year's edition of this race and fully expect it to be even better than this year's. Tom, I understand there's something is brewing that just might produce a series of these races for next year. What can you tell us about it? Well, I can't get into all the specific details, but I've been told for a few years that a certain racing parts vendor that is heavily involved in supporting various forms of motorsports competition has been wanting to sponsor a series of races just like what we had at Dragway 42 this weekend. A representative of this organization caught up with me Saturday, and we discussed what we could do to make that happen. Uh, I spoke with each of the sponsors that supported the Heavyweight 8, and they have also 
pledged to support this new venture because they share the same vision for a local series. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done to make this vision a reality, but I'm very encouraged by the ground that we covered just in a few hours this weekend, and uh, I have a feel, good feeling about what we can accomplish. There's uh, a bunch of different sponsors that are willing to put some money behind this thing, and uh, we've got people that can uh, put this operation in the works, and uh, I'm looking forward to what this is going to turn out to be. I think next year we'll have a series of about five or six races in the Ohio, Pennsylvania area, and uh, we're going to put something together so that some of these racers don't have to travel quite so far. Uh, a, a lot of these races for these high-horsepower, fast cars, they're not always in this area, and uh, we all know about the costs of all the traveling that these teams do. So uh, we're going to try to alleviate that and give them a chance to race a lot closer to home. Well, that's a pretty serious teaser, but I know once it gets a little closer, you can tell all our listeners about the specifics. Oh, and you know I will in great detail. <laughs> Tom, an excellent report. I understand you had a long day. Get some rest. You have a nice evening. Uh, you do the same. Talk to you next week, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, 
you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now is the driver of the 1Z Super Late Model, Logan Zarin. Logan, good evening. How are you? Hey, Don, how are you? Doing well. Now, we've had you on enough that people basically know how you got started and they're familiar with your career. But I'd like to talk about the current situation in the super late model. Approximately how many tracks have you been to in the super late model? Uh, If I have to say, probably around 15 this year. So we've done a pretty good bit of traveling, but hope to get up a little bit more next year. So we'll see. Ed Lynch told me years ago when he would travel around to all these special shows, uh, he said it's like going to school. While you're at one of these tracks, let's take Port Royal, for example. You're following some of the big shoes. Uh, do you try to pick up some of their traits and see how that would blend in with your program or your style of driving? I mean, yeah, I like to just see what the other guys are doing, like doing qualifying and stuff, and then they see the lines are taken and then try to mimic the guys that are timing fast. So, yeah, I just kind of go off of them where I haven't been so far, so. I don't want to talk yet about Lernerville, but the traveling tracks you've been to, uh, do you have a favorite, and was that maybe where you had your best run early on this year? Um, yeah, probably Muskegon County. And uh, 4th of July weekend, we made our first Lucas show there, so that was a pretty big deal for us. That's a real... Or, uh, we, yeah, we went to Sharon two weeks ago with the Outlaws. We transferred to that race, too. It was my first Outlaw race, so... Yeah, we've made a couple big races this year, so starting to get our feet wet in the Supers, so it's been pretty good. Well, that's huge. I mean, just to make an Outlaw show or to make a Lucas show, uh, how many guys don't make it that have to go home? So that has to be pretty nice looking on your uh, resume. Yeah, definitely. We're building a pretty good resume right now. We're running around here pretty regionally, locally, just kind of building our building some experience, build a notebook for uh, when we start to travel more and eventually hit the road. So, yeah, right now we're just getting our feet wet and then just building a good notebook. How is this going to impact your crate car, if if it is at all? Um, unfortunately, this is my last year running crates. I got, I think, three races left in me with the crate car. So this is going to be the end of the crate racing this year. But we'll be on the, we'll be on the bigger things in a couple of years. So just making the best of it. Well, and that's a smart decision because if you're splitting your time trying to maintain two cars, each one is not getting the attention that it should have. Now, I'd like to focus on your most recent race at Lernerville where you're chasing Alex Faree for the victory. Now, Alex is a six-time Lernerville champion. His car owner, Lynn Geisler, is a five-time Lernerville champion. So you're dealing with a team that has 11 championships, and you almost won the feature. I mean, how does that feel? I mean, yeah, me, me, Lynn, me and Lynn and Alex are all pretty good friends. So, I mean, it's cool to finish behind Alex. I mean, obviously you want to win, but Alex is 
no slouch around here, so it's you take it as a win running around here against Alex. So it's definitely cool to run second at Lernerville, and um, again, just want to be one spot better, but with time, I will come. It is, and seat time is what you're getting, and that's what uh, is probably the reason why each time you get a little bit better. Fans, we're talking to Logan Zarin, the driver of the 1Z Super Late Model. Let's take a minute and thank your uh, crew and your sponsors. Um, yeah, nothing would be possible without those guys. So got to thank my crew. i got Luke, my dad, of course, my, my mom, my sister, my girlfriend's friend, uh, my tire guy, and pretty much does everything else, uh, Logan. Um, my sponsors, i I got a couple new ones coming on here late, so we got a... Uh, of course, Lovell Enterprises, Belay Oil, uh, Jake Brake Custom Powder Coating, Hossie Pressure Washers, Cletus Motorsports, Tomas Towing, Wheels Wish, Wings and Wishes Foundation, KBC Graphics, uh, Pro Power Racing Engines, Rocket Chassis, Tomas Towing again. So it's it's been it's been a blessing to have all these guys behind me, and it's starting to get better. So, well, and and the way you're running, somebody wants a little recognition. That's how they're going to get it. Uh, who does the wrap on the car? Because it's beautiful. Uh, KBC Graphics. He's out of Illinois. He's, he does a lot of the big guys. So yeah, he's been really good to us and just keeping our car looking good week in and week out. So yeah, hats off to him for making such a good looking car. Well, if he's that far away, how did you guys connect? If anybody knows me, talk to me. They know I love Tyler. I love. I lo- I- my favorite driver, so I just seen he who he who wrapped his cars, and then I got hooked up with Craig. So he's been really good to me. Well, Logan, I want to thank you for being with us. Uh, have we uh, have we covered everything? Yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything tonight. So yeah, good. Well, continued success. I see a win coming pretty soon. I just hope uh, when you do it, I'm there. I want to thank you for being with us, and you have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. You as well. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. 
If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. I want to tell you a little bit about Area Auto Racing News. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're at Jennerstown Speedway for the IMSA Super Modified race, and joining me is Johnny Batson Jr., a name you're going to be familiar with, and Mike Lickley. Now, Mike, they might not do, but you've won this race once and been very competitive. The last time you guys were here was probably back three years ago. What makes, when the tour comes to Jennerstown, since this is predominantly a New York-based uh, we'll say organization to come to a track that's as steep as Jennerstown and, and the speeds that it carries. Uh, what was your question again? Sorry. This, you know, the, 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 the tradition and the speeds that you carry here. You know, if you've been here, you've had a chance to see it, been here and experience it. Yeah, for sure. Like I said to you uh, to you earlier, this is probably one of the uh, the quickest racetracks we do run at, uh, and size wise, it's comparable to uh, the larger tracks we run at too, being Thompson a five eighths and and a Swigo. But it's just. Uh, 
I've been, I think my first race here was 06, I want to say, and the series ran consistently here for probably six or seven years, and then we had a three or four year hiatus, and then we ended up coming back in 16, and that's the year I won, and then we were here in 17, and a uh, couple years off, and now we're here again, but... Uh, it's a gorgeous facility. Uh, crowds have always been uh, really, really well here, and uh, they've supported the uh, the Isma cars for for many years. But unfortunately, today we're we're, we're lacking some race cars and whatnot. But uh, hopefully, we can put on a really good show for the fans that show up. Well, I was talking to your car owner, and he says it's still in you know 2021 with you know him being a Canadian-based you know car owner. He has, because of certain th roles that he can get over the line, I know many drivers in, in all different series still are having that problem, and maybe we would have had another five or six cars, but when you can't cross the border, it creates a problem. It, big time, and that's been our, our racing <laughs> for the last two years. Fortunately, we, uh, we've been able to cross this year. Uh, under uh, under some commercial entries, it's still it's still kind of a gray area, but uh, but we did get across. We didn't we did absolutely zero racing last year, uh, but most definitely, I know we have Mark Samet at, uh back in Canada, Dave McKnight, and and a couple other cars too. So we're most definitely lacking cars because of the border issue. Yes. Now, now taking that year off from a driver's standpoint, for someone that does this on a regular basis, you know, Johnny, you probably do this, you know, hit and miss. Did, did you ever find that, you know, you have a little bit of lack of, you know, there's no substitute for being behind the wheel? It was a terrible year last year. <laughs> it was very depressing. <laughs> uh, but no, th this year, to be honest with you, when we the first race we ran was Sandusky, so we were probably out of the car for a good year and a half. Uh, to be honest, the first practice it was it was like wearing old shoes. <laughs> well, that's good, Johnny Benson. You brace back here. I'm going to guess maybe with ASA. I'm going to say in the early '90s. From what you remember, has this track changed? Now I know it was paved. You know, probably after the last time you raced. But from the competitors that race here, not only you say it's wide, but sleeping turns. But it's also one of the smoothest tracks that you'll ever race on, other than the characteristic bump we have in Turn Three. But every racetrack, uh, whether it's Bristol or Darlington or Daytona, all has a characteristic. Well, every track does, you know, and, and you're right, uh, 90, 91, 92, 93, we had raced here, and 92, 93, both years were running for a championship, and I fell three points off in 92 when we won the championship here in ASA car, um, which is pretty cool, and, uh, and the track was, you know, pretty good shape then, <clears throat> and of course, now that you said that's been paved since then, I, I just assumed it might have been, but I wasn't sure what to expect when I came here, so when I got here, I went and walked around the track. And the track is in great shape. I mean, it's awesome. It's it's smooth. Yeah, you got the one bomb going into into three where you cross the track there, but it it's it's in an okay spot. I mean, if it was a little closer to the corner, it'd probably be bad. If it's a little further away, it wouldn't matter. But so I think for the supers, it's not a big deal because we can run wide open over top of it, and that makes a big difference. If you if you're lifting at a spot like that, that's bad. Well, it's it's really not the case for us. And uh, the track is super smooth. It's. Um, you know, it's got pretty good grip in it, and it's and it's wide. I mean, it's uh, like Mike was saying that the the track has great exit. Um, it's got banking in it; it holds a banking on a straightaway, and it doesn't feel like you're going to come off the wall and drive or come off the corner and drive into the wall like a lot of tracks that we do. This seems to 
gives you a little bit of security as you're coming off there. The wall just comes up a little later and straight away. But uh, but at that point in time, you're you're not slipping and sliding. So it's uh. Gary, what we talk about the track is this tracks the paid last time they paid it was close to 20 years ago. And we have some ferocious winners up here in, in the Laurel Mountains. I mean, they might they might not rival Connecticut or the New England weather, but in terms of Western Pennsylvania, you get some of the worst here. Well, you do. I mean, I grew up in Michigan, so I know what you're talking about. But this track doesn't have a lot of cracks in it, and I think that's a big key. If you get you getting water down there and it freezes, it's really hard on the track. And walking around there, the seams look really good. And some of the spots that they put sealer in it, that they, they, they did it at a timely manner where it didn't get water in there and freeze over the winter. And that that's really what causes the problem. So it's not – I don't see that here. I mean, the track – I mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful racetrack. Going back to your ASA days, I mean, I saw Gary St. Amon here uh, in, in August running a, uh, a late model, a crate engine. You guys are still out there doing it, but, you know, some of the guys that you race with, they're still out there racing. And, again, the thing that we like to promote at Rapping on Racing is for you guys that ran NASCAR, ran on Cup, that you still enjoy grassroots racing. And some of the guys now, the Cal Larsons of the world, or coming bringing that back and it's just so exciting because most of you guys that get your start this is where you do it at it's at that short track and then you progress well it is and it's you know when i was running in the cup series you had to beg to to let them or you go out and do outside racing and you know they got a lot of money invested in race teams and a driver and promotions they don't want you doing that and you know, I made that perfectly clear every place that I went that I'm going to do some, go to my home track and in run. And then, uh, you know, Mike and Brad like to give me opportunity to run with the suit modified. And so I, so I've been able to do that, but, um, like Carl Larson now, like Hendrick motorsports have never allowed their drivers to do anything. And I think that was one of the, the things when Larson came back, they probably weren't paying him nothing because of his, his little thing. And he goes, look, if I get paid, I'm going to go race my stuff. And, but Jimmy Johnson opened that door because he said he was retiring if he couldn't go skiing, if he couldn't ride snowmobiles, couldn't do water skiing and stuff like that. And he, he basically flat said, if I can't do that, I'm retiring. Well, at that point in time, Henry's like, no, I need you. I need you right now. And I think that that opened the door for Carl Larson. And, and, and I would say that when I go run the Super in my late model, it still helps for the cup race and stuff. The cup cars do not drive as good as these things. And so sometimes you, you know, you can get to feel stuff. And uh, for me running a super, it was like going around a track so fast that when you jump back in the other cars, everything is in slow motion. You can start to feel stuff more. And so that was always a big plus for me, but um, I still enjoy doing it. I retired and then I still run my late model a little bit. And then I sold all that. And then Brad would call everyone, so I, hey, come run Sandusky, and I say, okay, and I says, man, I ain't been in a car in five years, I don't know if that's the smartest thing I'd ever do, but, um, and just like Mike said, I mean, it took a year and a half off, I was, I was at least four or five years in uh, the Super and came back, and it, it comes, you know, like Mike said, it comes back fast, it does not... We grew up in a race, and it's what we do. It does not take long. You know, at the end of the race, you might be a little bit more tired than normal. But uh, but as far as driving a car, feeling a car, getting around a track, um, that that comes back pretty fast. I mean, I used to know Schrader's out there still racing. Then there's Red Farmer. What's he, like 89 years old, running a super late model? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't think many people are. There's only one, like, uh, you know, Red Farmer in the world. But, guys, just uh, – for our listeners, when we say a super modified, and Mike and Johnny, just jump in. 
it's when you look at a picture to me when i first visualize that it's kind of almost like a run with chevrung type sort of thing and i think that may have been the origin of this series back in the day because really as an automotive purist you look at it there's nothing on the car that makes sense i mean you got this motor that's sitting off to your left you're sitting over top of the, the drive shaft your shocks are in the back it just really got this big wing it just, it's just crazy so mike you know you've been doing this a lot longer than johnny from your perspective yeah, and that's that's one of the most cool parts about these race cars is uh, is the creativity what each builder puts into the race the race car and and every car is is different and you're exactly right with what you said supers originated and bring what you bring what you built and it was basically an open rule book back then uh, and. As, as years progressed and whatnot, like there, there's some very, very uh, smart people involved with Super Modifieds. One being uh, Clyde Booth, which, which has a lot of, uh, I mean, he was a crew chief in, uh, on the Cup Series back in the day and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a tube frame, uh, large wing up top, produces, uh, produces big downforce, big left, uh, left side percentage weight. Uh, tires, which you, you really don't see on any other form of uh, race car, uh, other than uh, other than sprint cars and and these cars being as big as they are, uh, and that's one thing why uh, why I enjoy it so much. Building building our own equipment, working on it, you know, and and you, you can put your engineering into it and 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 try different things, and you know, uh, opposed from a stock late model class or or a crate division, right? Uh, so. I haven't been lucky enough to drive as many race cars as Johnny has, but uh, everybody that's hopped in these race cars seem to love them. From what you do and, and, and doing this for the, as many years as you have, does, does the technology does it keep up with the Smiths and Joneses? You know, you get into the super date late models and you get into the sprint cars, not so much, but the technology with shocks and the, the creativity that you guys... It does. You it, said it, the, it's, you could do the home-built stuff, and that stuff that Johnny grew up with, and it's gone nowadays. Well, what, one thing, too, like Mike said, is you walk down this garage area, you ain't going to find two cars alike. But there is rules. It's not it's still wrong with you, Brung. They do have some some rules that everybody's got to buy by. But then the ingenuity you can do between the cars or what you want is is a good thing. Now, it can be really bad, too. I mean, you can miss this, and then you got a car that doesn't run good. And at times, you can hit it pretty good, and you got to work with them. You know, but like when I run my, my LL8 model and stuff like that on the asphalt, we had a little bit more rules and a lot of parts. Everybody could go to the store and buy. So to try and to find an edge when everybody's got the same parts available is sometimes harder. But in this case here, because you're making your own stuff, you got to be pretty smart on how you do it because there's, you know, they're unknowns, right? So, um, but the very fast cars, they're, they're different to drive. I know Mike's driven my Outlaw late model car and, you know, at first he's like, crap, man, I can't see the tires, you know, and, it, and, and, it, and it's a big thing when you, you know, people think that not seeing the tires is no big deal. Well, it is when you drive an open wheel car. You know, when you go from a, a, a full-body yeah. car and go to a, you look at a tire, going, wow, this is cool. And you can kind of see some things. But, you know, so th there, there are differences, like the ASA cars and all that. The cars are all more alike. And, but that's what makes uh, Isma Super Modified and the fans and the people and even the drivers and the people who work on those cars. That's what they enjoy because they're not working on the same thing everybody else is. Everybody's got kind of their own agenda. 
And, you know, we go and look at other cars and you see something, okay, that's cool, and nah, I wouldn't do that. Or, you know, but they, and they would do the same thing with your car when you walk around. So there's, there's sometimes there could be some speed differences, but, you know, your common engine size is the same, although they're very powerful. Um, and the tires are all the same. And those are something that equalize the fuel a little bit. Tires are a big deal as far as if everybody's got the same tire that window is is small for what that tire can do so you know so that's what you're working with you're working with trying to keep the the tires under you trying to keep the car there and things of that nature we're just doing at a higher rate of speed and you get with the super late models now this whole thing with the spring smashers is just something that's like the technology is just like you know you used to put it on, on a scale and you do diagonal weight and you were ready to go nowadays it's uh anything but that but gentlemen i know qualifying is going to start i want to take you thank you for take both of you for taking the time to you know join us here on wrapping on racing and uh it, it, Johnny, it's great to see you back here because, uh, and, and you and you too, Mike. It's just, but you know, when you see some of the gra the guys that have raced at the you know different levels and to do it and to to do it from the gra the love of grassroots racing and you like like I said, it's in your system. You can't get rid of it. You know, we appreciate you coming back. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And, and Mike, we same thing for you. You know, you're a past winner here. We want to thank you for you know coming back to Jenner's Tonic. I said, even though this field's a little down tonight, I'm sure you guys are just excited to put the best show possible on for the fans at Jenner's Town. We are. We're happy to be back. Weather's great, and uh, can't wait to get started. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 352 2020. That's 724 352 2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com.
And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Lernerville Speedway, and it's a Friday evening, and for a change, it's a sunny night here. And we've got some special guests. we got Jeremiah Shingledecker and, and, and Lexi Shingledecker, and welcome to Rapid on Racing. It's been quite a few years since you've been on the show. And, Jeremiah, we're going to talk about your season. It's been a good one. You've split time between Tri-City and Lernerville. Lernerville, obviously, on Friday night with the big block, and then on Sunday up at Tri-City, because it's close to Polk where you live, you've been running the 358s, and since Mercer doesn't run the 358s on any regular basis, and the owner of the track's a big 358 lover, that really benefited you. And with that being said, you've had six wins this year up there. It's been a really good season for us. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the garage this winter, and we rolled out of the this spring with two two good race cars, and uh, you know the small block was just treated us a little bit better than the big block, but the big block's been really good as well. It's funny how things cycle. I think you know in years past you've had like some bad luck, and it seems like you have the bad luck, then now it's followed with good luck, and you've also had some great runs at Lernerville, two wins on the season, but more than that, when we're not getting rained out, when you guys are able to race, it's been consistency and. In all the years that I've raced and, and being a car owner, a lot of times the wins are nice, but it's those consistent finishes that you're up there in that top five that towards the end of the year when it all, all the points are totaled up and you're looking at it, it's those second and third place finishes that meant the most. Yeah, and that was our goal coming into this season. Uh, last year was so, so bad that, you know, it just was, if it was possible for, have, for us to have bad luck, we did. And this year... You know, it's been uh, our goal was to finish every lap, and the epitome of, of our season has been if it's a coin toss between good luck and bad luck, it, it's been good luck for us. So uh, it's always always good to have luck on your side. Well, that's that's just you know, racing sometimes is a cyclical sport. As much as you think you can prepare for things, you're, we we as racers can never prepare for the un, unprepared, and that seems that you never know. I mean, you can be doing something, and all of a sudden there's a car right in front of you, and, and it had nothing to do on your half, and it's like, oh boy, and it just kind of ruins the evening. But that being said, you know, you have the you know the big block and then the 358. And I've asked some of the drivers, Matt Williamson comes to mind because he's the one that kind of really that I know off the top of my head runs both. And and when we and prior to the interview we were chatting and I, can you just tell the listeners again there's not a whole lot of difference other than maybe explain to them maybe the cubic horsepower difference that you have between the big block and then the 358 and, and one of the biggest differences is the weight. Yeah, so the weight is definitely, you know, it's a, the car has to be 100, or can be 100 pounds lighter, uh, which is a huge advantage going around the corners. Uh, and, you know, you're probably a couple hundred horsepower less, so, you know, you're, you're getting more traction coming off the corner because, you know, the car's lighter and you don't have as much tire to spin, as much engine to spin the wheels. Uh, and it just rolls around the corner a lot better. From a driver's standpoint, if you ever get into a situation where you look at a track condition that, I will say uh, maybe a Sharon or maybe any uh, guys don't run recently down a Pennsylvania Motor Speedway where the surface is more of a slicker type surface where with that power of the big block, have you ever or have you ever thought of saying, okay, geez, maybe the big block is a little bit too much power. We're going to put the 358 out because it, the, the power will be less and we can put more downforce to the track. Uh, we actually did that one night here probably four or five years ago. 
we took the big block out for hot laps and realized how slick and dry the racetrack actually was. And we come back in and unloaded the small block and went out and won that night. And we also won uh, the Lou Blaney Memorial with a small block. Oh, and passed. Yeah, because, I mean, Sharon right now really slicks up because you have the you, know, you have the same surface that you have here. And, and I know I was at Sharon this past weekend, and it really doesn't change. I mean, and when it gets slick there, I mean, you really, there's... The good part is you can go top to bottom, but it, it's just really difficult. And from we'll get that to our crew chief over here in a little bit from trying to set it up. But you know, Jeremiah, it's just you're we're at Lernerville and you're in you're in a points battle. And I interviewed Colton Flinter a couple weeks ago, and I just said be smart. But here it's difficult because in any given night, you know, you have Gerald Kramer, you've got both Kings, Davey Mernick. I mean, you don't have an, a 20-card field. You have a good 12 to 15-card field. But in any given night, you toss a quarter up, anybody could win. Yeah, that's right. There, there's a lot of good cars here. And, you know, they say most of the field is good cars. So, And with that, again, it, it's all depending upon, at least for the heat race, pill draw which is then you've had some good luck in the heat races this year. Again, you said the shoe when the shoe falls good, it's been falling good this year. And I think you got quite a few heat race wins. And then here, you know, you have the luck of the draw when you're willing the ball here for the feet, you know, for the feature. You can start on the pole or you could start 10th. And that makes it a little bit difficult. But listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to take a pause for a commercial and we'll be back shortly. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. 
For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now, more Rapid on Grayson with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back, and now joining us on the second half of our interview is Lexi Shingledecker. And Lexi, through Jeremiah's 26 years of racing, you've been there a part of it. And one thing Don and I always say, women are the backbone of the race team. And, and we most often think about this, the person that's doing the stats, keeping this up, keeping them hydrated, you know, changing a helmet. You don't do that. You're the crew chief. You're here, and as long as I've known you, you're hands-on, and, and for someone, and, and I'm not going to say, you know, you're petite in nature, you're, you you dive right in there, but if, from that perspective, you know, husband and wife, then crew chief and driver, sometimes the crew chief and driver don't always seem eye-to-eye, and uh, I see you smiling at there because, you know, you, you have to say, okay, well, we're at, we're at the racetrack, and what, at the racetrack, this is my domain right now. You know, Jeremiah, you got to listen to what I tell you to do because I'm seeing something or I'm feeling something versus when you're at the house and with the family, it's a completely different story. You're, you're exactly right. It's always, always uh, a battle sometimes. And um, that's the nice thing is that we have such a great relationship that we can always say whatever we, we mean to each other. And sometimes he doesn't like to hear, well, you just screwed up. And, you know, but sometimes that's what happens. But um, really, he, he's really the backbone of, of the whole um, the whole process. And uh, I'm a very competitive person. I love the mechanics and the science uh, about setting the cars up. But he's really the brains of it. I've, I've just learned from watching him and watching his dad and his brother really work on the cars and uh, just try to help however I can. Growing up, as a you know, we'll say as a young girl, did you have any inkling this is something that you wanted to do? Or have you always been mechanically inclined to say, okay, well, I'd like to dabble in this, or just like one day you're sitting there and you're you're you know you're in the background watching and thinking, I can do this. No, I I have. Um was never never thought that's what I was gonna do you know I can remember going to car shows as a young girl with my dad and always enjoying automobiles but never really thinking about a, a race car and I was a freshman in college the the when Jeremiah got his first car and I will never forget that phone call he called and, he's like, and he was so excited and so happy you're never gonna guess what I got today and I couldn't wait to hear it he said a race before he got car out of his mouth I was crying I didn't want to do it and I didn't want him to do it and I was uh, I was a little unpleasant that first year and then I started to around and I wanted to help and he said good you can sweep the floor and well I don't want to sweep the floor you know I want to help 
turn wrenches on the car. I want to I want to help do something. And well, no, well, if you want to help, we really need the floor swept so that I don't have to sweep the floor so I can work on the car. And like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, so, you know, I started sweeping the floor and organizing the tools. And, you know, then as him and his dad were learning the car and then then they could finally teach me, you know, as they were they were learning. And then I just tried to, to pick up and help out however I could. I guess there was always that, you know, you hate to stereotype anything, uh, especially, you know, females, that they can't do everything that a male can do. But but that's not true. But just to sit back there and, like you said, being inquisitive, watching that, I, I can see in your mind now it's, your head spins. And then when you do that, it's like you want to try that. But on the, on the other thing, it's just like you also want to also say... When you were given that first opportunity in Jeremiah, I'm sure you and your, your, your family and your dad, whoever was doing it, had some reservations because, you know, do we actually want to let her dabble with this? Did you start it like something like easy, like the brakes or? Yeah, it was, it was kind of, you know, here, check the nuts and bolts and do you know how to run a ratchet? And, you know, I had some comprehension of did it a little bit, but not a lot. So really, uh, everything that I know, I, I literally l learned from him and his dad. And, um, you know, he works a lot of hours and his dad did too. And there were times where they worked stay away jobs and I didn't have a choice. If we want to go racing this weekend, I had to suck it up and do it to where there was times where I was pulling an engine out by myself and starting to dismantle an engine because it expired at the racetrack and, uh, and we got to get it rebuilt to, to go back and um you know sometimes it's just learning by fire it's the way you got to do it you know I, I have to commend you because you know to take that initiative and, and it's just something that you don't see very often and you know we were talking you know prior to the interview how women can get involved in it and again I know UNOH has a great program out there, and there's a lot of you know women now. And you know, perhaps maybe if you go back 25 years ago, you know, some of these women are outstanding engineers now, and those are the ones like you said, the not, not even the nuts and bolts people, but the the people that think outside the box. That how can I make this better with drag coefficient, or can I do this to make it lighter, or this to make it turn quicker? There's so much to it, and you just find that one little thing that seems to work, but it's really the whole package. It's the car, it's the engine, it's the setup, it's the stagger, it's the gears, it's the driver, it's the surface. There's so much that has to be right to win these, and you, know, you spoke about all the other drivers here. There's a great field of cars here. It's tough every single night, and you know about the, the women in the sports, we got two young ladies, and you know, they're in the garage with us all the time, and working on changing tires, and you know working on learning learning what we do, and um, they're, they're always... Um, it's great to have them around and fun to fun to teach them. The thing that's so interesting about when you can look back, you know, Jeremiah, Lexi, 25 years ago to where the cars are now. Before then, it was you could go to the junkyard, get some parts, do this and do that. And these now are digitally produced machines on a jig and everything, whether it's, you know, shocks or it's rear end. And it, it's just so technical. And if if you don't stay up with it and i commend you for doing that because you're the ones that you're i saw you earlier night you were getting one of the other vehicles checked uh engine wise just to make sure and because you have to keep up with it and if you don't then you you, you fall behind and when you fall behind you don't have the success that you had this year yeah and we've done a try to do um 
to seg- segregate our jobs. So my, my job for the past 10 years has been shocks and springs and tried to, tried to do that. But now with the coilover stuff that comes in, frankly, it's gotten over my head. And, um, you know, you got two girls and they're into all sorts of sports and trying to do that. So Jeremiah has taken on that burden. And we're very fortunate that we've got some new guys on the crew helping us. And they're learning very quickly and taking a lot of that burden off of us. And they've They've really done a great job. They've made that difference between last year to this year. It's the time in the garage over the winter and the, the new blood, right? The young guys that have a new passion for it and want to learn and kind of help push us to, to learn all the new things. I can attest to that because one of my partners and, you know, growing up, he started to have some daughters and they were about the ages of yours. And, you know, I, I said to him, Russ, I said, you know, we need to address this in different aspects. And, uh, you know, they've tar- turned out to be some great softball athletes and you hate to miss games. But, you know, you're in a points battle here at Lernerville. You're three points up. Right? That's all I'm going to say. And, and, and any driver is going to say we're just going to it is what it is. We're going to play it out. We got two weeks left. But, you know, just to, to wrap things up and I don't know who wants to do this, but uh, just uh Let's thank your crew because you know they're there during the week. Is it's the work that gets done during the week that makes Friday night a lot easier for y'all, and then your sponsors. Um, so I guess uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the the sponsors. We'll let Jeremiah thank the crew. Um, so first, I'd like to thank the Garage Bar and Grill. That's uh, his Jeremiah's parents own it. It's a great place. The food's always good. The atmosphere is great, and they've done a nice job for us. And we're happy to. to run that banner on the side of the car. RCR Automotive is just outside of Franklin. They do all sorts of uh, automotive repairs, inspections. Um, we've got uh, Paladin Brewing. They're out of Austintown, Ohio. They make some of the best brews that are around. So if you're feeling like a nice cold beer, that's a great place to go. And after the race. After the races, of course. Not 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 before. Um, you know, we've got uh, a lot of other guys that, that help us do, you know, Fox Shocks and Bicknell and Kaiser Wheels and, um, you know, Hoosier Tire. We've got FK Rod Ends and Simpson. We've got all sorts of people that help us. And every little bit goes such a long way. And, and I'm here to tell you, we couldn't do it without them. Them and really appreciating it. Uh, CS Suspensions, they do a great job for us as well. He's really been um, a big part of our success in the last couple of years. Jeremiah, I'll let you do the crew. Yeah, so these guys have started helping us. Uh, you know, when we're done racing here tonight, tomorrow morning, first thing, the car's going to get rolled out of the trailer and washed. And, you know, Noah's been taking care of that. And then as soon as that's done, you know, the next night, Austin's been there. Uh, doing tires and nuts and bolts on the car and his brother Braden's been helping out a lot and with these guys uh, with these guys doing all that stuff you know they're coming out and spending their time and and they're to the point now where I don't even have to be at the garage for these guys to do that and so that has been such a a big help for me time wise Um, and uh, you know Rick is driving our truck we've had this thing for about 10 years now and i'm i'm still not allowed to drive it so (laughs) sometimes that's a good reason yeah you know my dad is always building taking care of our engines for us so and my brother travis is always he's here with us tonight you know he's kind of kind of hit and miss he does his own program there a little bit so you know he's not always with us but always appreciated when he's well, again i wish you the best of luck tonight when we have the finale and like lexi said we'll just Whatever happens, happens, and that's the best way you do it. And I meant from myself and Don at Rapping on Racing, we'd like to thank you for taking time to, to join us this evening. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dave.
This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. All right, fans, joining us now is Michael Saylor, the driver of the number 38 Fast and Furious 4 at Jennerstein Speedway. Michael, good evening. How are you? Good evening. How are you? Good, good. I want to congratulate you on your championship, and then we're going to tell people a little bit about who you are. Now, I understand you've been racing for three years prior to winning the championship, Last year, third in the points. Year before that, third in the points. Uh, looking at the points, and let me pull those up. I mean, you had a commanding lead over second place in the points. Now, uh, when did you realize, well, the season's not even o- over yet, and you're already the champion. When did you realize that uh, this was going to be a good year for you? Uh, about halfway through the season. Um, we actually won our second race, and uh, we were pretty far ahead in points in. Well, not far ahead, but. We were about 30 or 32 or 42 head in points. And then I, I realized that, you know, if everything keeps going smooth, we're going to have a really good season. Yeah, because uh, Caleb Vassos, he had a pretty good year. Matter of fact, he actually won four features, but you beat him by whew, 70-some points. So that's pretty impressive. And when I, I'll tell you what I like best about the uh, four-cylinder division. I mean, I've been going to races for 50 years, well, longer, longer than that. Generally, a four-cylinder d- uh, division, it looks like maybe enduro cars. But your cars are so pretty. I mean, it's it, they look like late models. Who who does the uh, the lettering and the wrap on your car? Um, actually, it's not a it's not a wrap. My dad actually paints the car. You're kidding? Um, wow. No, me and him actually put the body on and painted it ourselves. Uh, RPM sign does my lettering for me. Wow, that is that's impressive. And by and large, all the four cylinders are some good looking cars there. And I applaud the guys for taking some pride in their work. What kind of a car is it? Chevy Cavalier, four-door Chevy Cavalier. Cool. Now, uh, your wife, Sarah, and your daughters, are they race fans? Uh, do they come to the track with you? Yes, they're very big race fans. They, Ma- they're one of my biggest ones. Matter of fact, that was a silly question. I saw your picture on Facebook, and I, I saw them with you in Victory Lane. That makes it nice when when a family can, can be part of what you're doing, because if you're playing football or basketball or baseball, they can't be part of what you're doing you know there's no way you could get in a dugout with your wife and and kids so i like the family part of racing i just think it's it's wonderful now prior to driving did you ever work on anyone's car how, how did you get started actually I, I never worked on anybody's car uh it was just a fluke thing the spur of moment um, everything fell together I, I was sitting up in stands one night and I, i've watched for years and years i'm always in the stands and I looked there with my wife and said i'd like to do that and she goes, well, why not now? So yeah. I looked up and got on the Internet and started looking around. And actually, Cindy Shellis' car popped up out of the blue. It been on her for six months. And I contacted her and helped me out. They uh, they actually helped me out a lot. Her and uh, Patrick Parlock came, showed me the car, told me all the setup, gave me paperwork, and then told me to rent the track, and they'd help me out. And they've been with me since then. They're nice people, and that's, I know that's a good car. Uh, obviously, it's a good car because you won the title, but uh, I think uh, just from what I know, Cindy and her crew built well, safety. So, uh, so that, was a, uh, that was a wise move when you did that. Um, so prior to this, you had no experience whatsoever in racing. That's, 
That's impressive. Three years out of the stands and you're winning the championship. Now, do you think uh, budget-wise, future-wise, that you might at some point in time want to step up to one of the other divisions? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. I mean, we're trying to. We're figuring stuff out. The budget's kind of tight right now, but yeah. like I said, it, 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 it's in the plans. Good. Well, that's great. Uh, what do you like best about racing, other than the fact that your family can be there with you? What do you like best? I, I, I like the family part of it. Yeah. I actually made I made a bigger family in the pit just starting. Like It's hard to explain. Like Everybody in the pits helps you out. Everybody's there for you. Even though we're fighting against each other on, on the track, we're still a family. So, and you have the real life family away from the track and your racing family. And I know that, uh, I'd say my racing family is pretty big. I know when Lynn Geisler uh, retired from driving, he's a car owner now, and uh, many times championed hundreds and hundreds of feature wins. I said, are you going to quit racing? He said, I can't. I said, why? He said, if I quit racing, I won't have any friends. <laughs> so he's still doing it. And doing a good job. Now, the toughest part has to be the time in the garage, away from the family, uh, and the finances. Uh, would you kind of agree with that theory? Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, I spend a lot of nights in the garage. Finance, yeah, finance is one of the biggest parts this year, especially with everything going on. But I think also on the track too is one of the toughest parts because we have to sit and get the car set up constantly, and every every week it changes. So you're you're always working on something. Yeah. So it's never just calm and relax at first well i know how busy the season is but during the off season any hobbies hunting fishing anything like that oh yeah i'm really big into hunting and fishing we do a lot of it my wife gets upset with me because she only gets me two months out of the whole year well here's a tip when you're not racing and you got some time if she says if sarah says i want to go fill in the blank and it's something that's the last thing you'd ever be interested in do it because it will come back and uh, my some of my buddies call it racing insurance when you go somewhere with the wife and do something she wants that's a little check mark on your side of the column so don't forget that all right I won't. now winning the championship has to be your most memorable moment in racing is there anything bigger than that anywhere actually um it hasn't really hit me yet because it's unofficial for another two weeks so the big the biggest thing about my most memorable one would be probably my first win ever well, it was impressive. Three wins, uh, 12 times in the top five out of 12 races. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Michael Saylor, the driver of the number 38 four-cylinder at Jennerstown, and unofficially the champion, but we know that's going to be official here pretty soon after they get the last two shows in. What? Uh, how'd you pick your car number? The car number was actually um, Cindy's car number. We just flipped, flipped them around for the first race I ever did. It was the last race of the season. Yes. I didn't want to tear anything off, so what we did was cut the decal in half and just flipped it yeah, she was one uh, side to the other. 83, and now you're 38. And like I told you, uh, my uh, childhood hero was number 38. Okay, what I'd like you to do now is, uh, if you'd like, take uh, a minute and name some of your sponsors. Well, one of my biggest sponsors right now, I think, is... Um, Navy or Chief Navy, proud uh, Heinze. They they're like uh, they're from the Navy. They're they're helping me out as much as they can. Um, Hoover's Electrical, Hoover's Outfitting. They've been with us for almost three years now, so they've been a big part of it. Somerset Millwork, JD Cattle, um, Ashley Williams Studio, Rutmasters. They just came on board this year. 
I thank them for everything they do. They help out disabled uh, vets and a lot to go hunting and everything. They build them stands. Laura Highlands Beverages, they, they've been a big part of this. RPM Signs are, does my decals. Um, the warehouse sale. One of the biggest ones this year has been TC Tire and Auto. Um, he's actually Jason Trescott, the number 26 car that I race with. He's He actually sponsors me, too. Well, that's pretty cool. And the last one I really have to give a big thanks to is uh, Indoor Garage. They've helped me out with so much for the past three years and got me to where I'm at. I And I don't want to be redundant, but you guys do such a nice job. It's a good field of cars. They're so pretty. And I, I really enjoy watching you guys race. Now, how about the pit crew? You mentioned that you and your dad painted the car. Beautiful car. It's just actually my pit crew is only me and my dad. Cool. For the most part, I mean, we, we've done everything. We work on it in our actually, we built a garage. And we sit in there and work on it night after night. And when it comes to at the track, if we need any help, um, Patrick Parlock comes over and helps us out a lot. He, he set up Cindy's car when she had it, so he gives me clues and stuff to try to figure stuff out. But, yeah, for the most part, my only pit crew is my dad. Well, from, from dad's point of view, what a wonderful thing where he can spend time with his son. I mean, uh, you might be on a track maybe an hour on race night, but the other six nights a week in the garage or whenever you're with him, that's quality time, you know. And from Dad's point of view, you can't put time in a bottle, and he's got to be loving the fact that you two can spend so much time together. Oh, he enjoys every minute of it. He's getting into it so much. When I first bought the car, he told me he wasn't going to do it. It was something I was going to do because... He was kind of against it, thought I was going to spend a lot of money, and the first year we did it, he was hooked, and he, he won't ever leave now. He said he <laughs> wasn't 100%. Now, we mentioned that uh, Sarah and your daughters are there with you all the time. Uh, as we're closing this out, is there anything you'd like to add? Anyone else you want to thank? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd actually like to thank my wife, for Sarah, for letting me do this and being there for me throughout everything, and I'd like to thank my dad, too. For being there, Mike Saylor, he's he's always there with me, no matter what, through the fighting, just like my wife, through the fighting and everything, going through the car, constantly calls from up in the stands, my wife talking to me, what's wrong with the car, what's going on, I've seen this, I've seen that, <laughs> and I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're there for me, 100%. That is wonderful. Sounds like a perfect scenario for Race Team 38. I want to congratulate you again on your championship, and thank you for being with us. Thank you. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Down the backstretch they go. Battle chassis number 28C. Garage doors and more. Dirt car lift. Air Witch of Salem. Battle chassis. Safety gear undone. Clay, congratulations. Man, it took you how many years to get here for the first win, but what, two weeks later you get that second one? First one's always the hardest. They are, and I'll tell you what, you put a lot of pressure on yourself because this is your home track. This is where you want to do good. Your car owner, George, we talked last time. Bill, we talked last time that you were going into retirement, and Bill said he's not ready, so you need to come out of retirement. And two wins already. This battle chassis, I don't know what you guys found, but, man, it is on a rail. It is. It's it's awesome. It's, it's fun to drive. It's, it's fun to drive. I can go anywhere. This car actually used to be your super, and then Bill bought it, and... Um, 
you debuted it last year as a crate car limited schedule this year also on another limited schedule but man i'd i'd be pretty afraid if i was the rest of the crate cars and you decide to run this battle for a full year yeah it's i think this thing would be good at anything super crate i I think it's going to be fast and it's we just kept digging on it probably four years of playing with it and we just kept digging digging and kept coming here kept playing with it every week and then we just started hitting on some stuff were you able to take any of your notes from when you ran the car as a super to Bill and say, here, Bill, this is what the car we know likes, or because this is a less horsepower motor, those notes just kind of went off on the side? I think a lot of it relates. The uh, We just didn't find enough as a super. We, we're finding it now. Well, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped make this second win of the year possible. Yeah, Bill and Sherry for, you know, owning the car. My dad, Lenny, Jenny, my family, Cash. Um, everybody everybody on the car. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been, it's good. It's, thank you. Race fans, give a round of applause. Second win of the year, Clay Coatman. We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Wrapping on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, Tune in Radio, Stitcher, and RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapid On Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Mean Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Additionally, thanks go to co-host Dave Oliveri and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. That's all for this week's Rapid on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. We'll see you next time. Stand on it. Come on, man. Stand on it. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all.